So I've known Dwight Bain for almost 20 years now. And in all that time, in so many conversations on and off the air, I've never heard him as passionate, emotional, and vulnerable on or off the air as he is on today's show. And I have to believe that it's for somebody, someone who feels like giving up. If that's you, then today's show is for you. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. So this may be the dumbest thing in the whole world, but it worked on me. There's a dog chasing a train. Natalie, how old are you? I will pray with you now. Before you leave, I have to pray with you. I'm here for the people in the hood. You know, Jesus is my very, very best friend. Pray without ceasing, which is not some sort of so heavy I can't do it command. It is this breath of fresh air that I am involved in what God is doing in the earth today. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talk to the mailman. Is that Twitter? <laughs> Life with Lisa Williams is like a cave. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this, this is, is life. This is life. 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 This is life with Lisa Williams. You are the only one who struggles with this. You should not tell anybody. You should keep it hidden. Um, you should just keep on projecting this perfectionism because that's the only way you'll be accepted. If people actually knew the things you struggled with, oh my goodness, no, no, no. You got to keep that hidden. You got to keep things copacetic and just keep it all under control. You got to have control. <laughs> this is the lie. This is the lie that you're all alone. And people sometimes go to their grave with a whole lot of pain that they could have left here on earth and helped a lot of people in the long run, but they keep it all hidden. When the truth is, you're not alone. You're not the only one who struggles with this. God loves you just like you are, all messy and broken. He sees you. He sees you all the way to the center of who you are. Nothing is hidden from God. And when we start to walk an honest, open path with God, there is a freedom that comes from Jesus Christ himself. And then we're able to help others who are also walking in the lie of, I'm the only one who struggles with this. So Dwight Bain, who is a certified life coach and counselor and, and speaker and author and just one of my dearest friends, he loves to think about you and me and him sitting at a table together drinking coffee. This is his favorite picture when he thinks about this time we get to spend together. So let's just pull up a chair to the table and let's talk about something that maybe you haven't shared with anybody, and that is this feeling that you want to quit, that you just want to give up. Well, you know, this whole idea of quitting, yeah. you know, as we kind of jump into this, you know, it's normal to feel it. And if you're six years old, you want to quit sometimes on family and I'm going to pack up and take the dog and <laughs> I I'm did that. out of here. <laughs> you're just like, I'm moving away. You're six years old. I'm moving away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Little kids think that way. But then, 
they usually come back and realize, you know, I, I need I need my Oreos and I need my you know my my Xbox and you know I, I, I'm not going to go too far. The thing that gets scary to me is when somebody says, "I'm yeah. quitting on my life." I mean, people feel like quitting on marriages. They feel like quitting on their job. Everybody gets so tired. It's kind of an exhaustion thing. And we reach a place of saying, I don't think I can do this anymore. You know, if you're hiking through the mountains, there's a place where you just need yeah. to sit down and take a break. And reaching the point of, I don't think I can do it, completely, totally normal. Every human has gotten there. You know, from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible, just about every great Christian person you can think of, including Jesus, who said, you know, Lord, take I this cup from me. It's like I can't do it. Every yeah. human this feels sense of, this. I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody feels it. And, and that's so important because that's not failure. It's not a failure to be exhausted. It's not a failure to want to quit. To make impulsive decisions can create some big problems Woo. for you. But, <gasps> but reaching a place of saying, I don't know what I want to do, but God, I'm just going to sit and take a break. It's not wrong or a failure. I can't remember exactly what you said, but you said it's not wrong to feel like quitting. But to be impulsive, especially when it comes to ending like your existence on the planet, that impulsive step, there's no, you know, there's, yeah. I just read a quote the other day that said, don't put a period where you should put a comma when it comes to your life. Um, Gracie Allen said yeah. that. Um, and so, yeah, so learning not to be impulsive is, I think that's, that was a good word right there. Well, when I think about impulsive, so people, let's look at it in a couple different ways, you know, because we're sitting at the... At the, at the coffee shop, and we've got our friends at the table with us, Lisa, and you and I are you know, just sitting here having a conversation with our friends. And so when you think about quitting, some people want to quit a relationship. You know, I, I am so tired of you know, him. I'm so tired of her. Never want to talk to you anymore. And everybody's felt that. But if you say things that impulsively should not be said, you're going to hurt more people. Because we all have those feelings. And I think that is important because if someone has a feeling, let's just say someone has the feeling of, I can't do this. This is too hard. I don't want to stay on the planet anymore. I can't. Been, been, been there. there. I can't been do there. it. I can't do it. If in those moments you totally are impulsive and you think I'm all alone, I think there's the lie. I'm all alone. No one will understand. No, I, I'm all alone. Yeah. I mean, then you put a period where there needs to be a comma in your life. Because this is what I'm, I don't want to derail what you're going to say, but I'm, I'm in a space in life where I'm learning every day to start by looking for his strength. This is new for me. Every yeah, day, I good. can't do this life. I can't navigate it alone. I need the strength of God. And so I'm actually, I'm actually going through the Bible looking for, I sent Dwight a, ver a verse this morning on when we are weak, we are strong. Because that was the verse that I was really chewing on this morning because I need the strength of God to survive. Am I the only one who's like this? No, because when you sent that, I'd been thinking about our time together, Lisa, because I so enjoy our conversations. And I was thinking, and I just kept coming back again and again to a theme of not quitting. Because every human, every male, every female, I mean, every person has reached a place of saying, I just can't do this anymore. And when we reach that place, remember, that's not a sin, that's not a failure, that's being human. But what we have to do is we have to talk, we have to be able to have really honest and vulnerable conversations like this one, so that somebody who says, I don't think I can 
you know, stay married. I don't think I can stay a mom. I saw a pumper sticker once and it said, as far as I'm concerned, if the kids are alive and fed, when my husband gets home from work, I've done my job. And I thought there's a story in that minivan. But how many uh, stories have you heard in your life of she just up and left? How could she ever leave her children? Or he just ran off. How could he ever do that? But they reach a place of exhaustion. And then there's some kind of distraction or temptation that says, this is easier. This is better. And exhaustion It's easy to give up when you're exhausted. And that's why the key, listen to this, Lisa. There are three powerful forces, faith, hope, and love. And the Apostle Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians 13. The greatest of these is love, but these are not emotions. These are forces. Because if I have the emotion of love, I love you as long as you make me happy, then most love relationships are going to last about a day. Yep. If my hope is based on things going my way, then I'm going to give up hope pretty darn fast. If my faith is built on this is working out the way I thought it was supposed to, then I'm going to be a faith Christ follower for maybe a week, but probably not because somebody's going to hurt my feelings and some religious person is going to do something self-centered and selfish and mean or something that's so boneheaded. It's like, wait a minute, just don't call yourself a Christ follower if you're going to act that way. (laughs) So if my faith is based on circumstances, if my hope is based on what's happening around me, if my love is based on how I feel, then I'm going to be one messed up person and I'm going to be unhappy, moody, cranky all the time. But listen, if those are forces, if those are cognitive beliefs, if in my brain, faith and hope and love, and these three will endure because this is what God has called me to live through, and I will not give up on these kids, and I will not give up on my calling, and I will not give up on my God, I will do what he called me to do. I will not quit. When you have those forces inside, God does powerful things. And you don't stop. You burn ablaze with his glory. And other people come in the darkness and say, what's that about? And it's because there's a force inside that says, I can't quit because I have something bigger than quitting. And it's my walk with God. Yes. Yes. We've gotten down to the very center of your soul, Dwight. This is who you are. This is everything that you are. It's like everything that motivates you. It's why you do what you do and why you've done what you've done and why you say what you say and why you write what you write. This is it right here. When you're able to get to the core of a belief system, you don't quit. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. How does somebody say that? They're either on drugs Or they've got a belief that's so much more powerful than circumstances. If God is real, he is. And I don't know who I'm speaking to. Maybe it's me. If God is real, and you know what you believe in your heart, not a feeling, but a fact, not an emotion, not an emotion, but but literally a core belief, a core value. Core values don't change. It's gravity, a core value, a fact, a belief gets stronger under pressure and to not quit on a calling. And if somebody's called to be a mom or they're called to be a dad or they're called to work in ministry, they may have to drive a Pepsi truck to make money to pay the rent, but they know they're called to ministry. They may have to say, God, I don't know how 
I'm going to get past the embarrassment to go to the welfare office and get food stamps. But God, I'm going to feed these kids. And I'm not going to run away with what looks like a better deal. God, I'm going to do what you called me to do. And I'm going to be scared and I'm going to cry. But I will not give up on what I believe. I'm just not going to. I hear you. I believe what you're saying with all my heart. I've experienced what you're saying. I'm walking through what you are saying. So many of us are, you know. Everyone goes through seasons of doubt. And it's not a failure to quit. It's not a failure to feel like it. Just don't be impulsive. And that's why sitting at the coffee table and saying, hey, I'm going to hang out with my friends. And I'm going to say, I know what it's like to be scared. I'm going to say I've probably got to make some hard decisions. For some people, that may mean you're going to lose a house. Or it may mean, like uh, my wife and I, we stepped up to help a family member and, and, and literally lost everything and went through a bankruptcy 20 years ago. And we lost our house and we lost our cars and we lost our credit rating and all the things that I thought were so important. And we had just had a baby girl. And what happened was we weren't focused on our beautiful house on the lake anymore. We focused on, on raising her to be godly. And today, she's 24 years old, 25. I guess a dad <laughs> should know his daughter's age. She's 24. <laughs> I just realized, that doesn't sound very good. To us. I want people to like me because I'm really insecure. Yes, I know the age of my children. She's somewhere in her 20s. It's one of those. We focused on raising a godly daughter. And we focused on... Okay, what matters? Because we lost all the stuff. And loading up, literally loading up boxes and emptying out of our beautiful home to go to a tiny apartment. In the middle of all that, I would beat myself up and feel like a failure. And then I'd step back and think, man, God's taking care of us. I mean, there was no, there wasn't enough money to, to cover all the expenses that I didn't have to sign on for. I, I wanted to help a family member. I felt like it was right. And our lives would have been so much easier and comfortable. But here's what I know. People that are comfortable, they don't want to quit. At least I can't speak for others, but I'll speak for me. Because the more comfortable we got, because we would go on cruises in the summer and ski trips in the winter, and the more comfortable we got, the more vacations we went on, and the nicer furniture we bought, and the nicer cars we bought, and the bigger stuff we bought. And it was weird. The more comfort didn't make us more godly. In fact, more comfort made us a lot more mm -hmm, driven mm -hmm. to get more comfort. Yeah. I didn't want to quit when things were comfortable. I kind of liked it. It was nice to be able to go do a lot of cool, fun stuff. And when all that was removed, my Bible mm -hmm. meant so much more to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And worship, worship day by day, minute by minute, the next 60 seconds was everything. And it wasn't just, oh, I'm going to go to church for an hour and kind of do my part. It was just, God, you have to get me through this next minute. I know what it's like to want to quit. And I don't know who's listening, but if you want to quit, figure out what you believe. And then find a couple of friends and say, I believe this. Do you believe this? And they say, yeah, me too. You don't have to go through feeling frustrated and empty and alone and scared alone. You don't have to go through it alone. If you go through it alone, in fact, you're going to get really tempted yes. and That's make right. some pretty impulsive decisions. But if you're able to say, man, you ever want to quit? And they go, yeah, me too. Now, if you're on a small plane <laughs> and you're talking to the pilot and they go, yeah, 
okay, then get off that plane, right? Just talk him down. <laughs> talk him down and then get off the plane. That's right. It's just, yeah, just right. Let me get off the plane first, and then you can quit being a pilot. You know, don't, don't, you know, if you see the pilot putting on a parachute, it's time to say, yeah, I'm on the wrong flight. I, I should have gone Delta. to humor because that is our way. <laughs> and this has been really intense only because, because you're being very, very real. And someone needs to hear this. And I mean, I know it's, I know part of it's me, you know, because God is kind of confirming in my heart that he is my strength and he'll get me through each day. Um, and I know I'm not mm-hmm. alone. I know that there are these situations in life that are, are amazing opportunities to get to know God for real. The real God, yeah, not the, the God comfortable God. There when you need him. And you know what I think sometimes, Dwight? I think that God answers the prayers we prayed in our 20s. Because back in my 20s, I'd be like, God, I want to be the strongest Christian. I want to be as close to you as possible. I want my husband and I to have a love that's like no love that's ever existed. I want, you know, I pray all these prayers. Put me in the center of what you're doing, God. I want to be right in the middle. And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and so decades <laughs> Yeah, you sure decades about that? Later, you walk through so much fire. I mean, you just walk through so much fire. And you come out the other side and you're not... Anything like you were, but you're so much more usable. I don't know the word. Close to God. Real. Maybe it's possible that sometimes people in their teens or their 20s, you know, they're, they're, they're young, they're energetic, and they get a picture. You know, and there's a, there's a, a, a strong scriptural model for this. Joseph was a teenager. He's 17 <laughs> years old. Yep. And God gave him a picture. Here's what your life's going to be like. Here's where I'm calling you. What God didn't show him and doesn't show any of us Here's the fire you have to go through to be refined, to be usable, so it doesn't go to your head. And it would be, you know, like 30 years later, and he was the second most powerful man in the world, and it didn't go to his head because he was able to go, yeah, well, this is what I was always supposed to be, but it's had to work a lot of the kinks out first. That's good. And I think it's very possible that, you know, there's prayers that you prayed. God didn't show you what it would cost to get there, or you would have, you know, prayed another prayer. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 Lord, comfy, cozy, comfy, Make cozy my life. life. Easy. Yeah, those prayers don't well, get I answered. I appreciate all the things that you've said today, and so much to think about. And I just, I just love you, Dwight. I love you to the moon and back, and I appreciate you more than I can articulate. And Dwight has written, <sighs> Dwight has written something for you to read that kind of goes along with what he said today. And you can find that at lifewithlisawilliams.com right now. And um, if you leave comments or cool. you reach out, you know, I, I usually forward things to Dwight, and, you know, so you know, figure it yeah, out. We figure we'll, it out together. You know, help you if we can, or we'll point you in the right direction or pray for you or pray with you or let you pray for us or whatever. So, you know, lifewithlisawilliams.com is like kind of the portal that you can, you know, you know, find Dwight. So thank you so much. Do you have anything else you want to say before I hang up on you? I don't think there's anything else. And besides, <laughs> you're going to hang up on me. So <laughs> I don't get hung up on very much. <laughs> Click and he's gone. <laughs> hey, listen, if there was something that was said today that you just know, you just know somebody needs to hear it. I don't say this very often. I don't ask you to share the show very often, but today I'm, it's on my heart to say that if you know somebody who could really use the message of this show, please share it with them. And thank you so much for that. I'm so thankful for Dwight Bain being on today's show, DwightBain.com, or you can come to LifeWithLisaWilliams.com to see something that Dwight wrote for you. Just click on blog and um, it has to do with what he said today. A very big thank you from my brain 
to producer Melanie, who now helps with the daily operations of the show. My brain thanks God for you, Melanie. I don't know how I was doing it without you. So thank you so much for joining the team. And to executive producer Paul Goldsmith. I appreciate you so much, Paul. Thanks for all your help. I hope that the rest of your day goes really well. I'm so glad we got to spend some time together. Hashtag thanks for listening.